0: we
1: Marbles. Uh, we're in the marbles. In the marbles.
0: Hey everybody and welcome to episode 59 of In the Marvels with Soda and Ethan. I am Ethan. You can find me on Twitter at Viva Ethan.
1: My name's Soda. You can find me on Twitter
0: at Soda underscore Hunter. Dude, first thing that comes to your mind when you think of fifty-nine? I wonder if we're going to have the same person.
1: Because I think Robert Presley. No. No? Okay. (laughs) No, No, I think Xfinity or Bush Series back then. Not even the Kingsford car, which I think he's, like, more lately known for. But I think of the old Gold and Black Alliance car from the early 90s, because that's when I was a kid, and that's when I was watching it. And, you know, back when Mark Martin was tearing it up and winning all the races in the Winn-Dixie car, Robert Presley was there, too, you know, so... That's who I think of.
0: Heck, yeah. I'm a little bit different. Um, I think of 2008 Marcus Ambrose and that 59 STP nationwide. Um, oh,
1: okay. That didn't run very often, did it? No, I think just like twice. I saw pictures of that, but I wasn't 100% sure who that was or where it was from. Yeah. See, it's always funny because I, I'm assuming it was only on road courses, right? Yeah. When you see cars like that, that aren't quite right. You know, like yeah. they're older cars. Like that's an older car now. And it's not quite right. Like something's off with the paint scheme, like the number 59 on an SDP car. That's a little weird. You almost think that it's one of these like historic races, you know, where they take a bunch of old Winston cup cars and trucks and all sorts of different classic race cars from different eras and go out to like Watkins Glen and race them. Yeah. I always think that whenever I see something that's off like that on a road course, because Lord knows I've tried to get so many different pictures of these cars and they were like really good, newer pictures, but they're too new. Like the pictures are too new to the uh, actual era that the car raced in Mm. and come to find out. Yeah, it was on a road course. That's why it's so new looking because it is a current day classic car racing at these historical races. I say racing. I don't know how competitive they are, but, you know, still. Yeah. And that's what I think of. I, that's what I thought it was whenever I saw that 59. Yeah, I
0: get it. Yeah.
1: We got a lot to talk about this week. We do. We have, I say first things first, let's get the IndyCar stuff out of the way. Okay. Um, let's talk about the Indy 500 a little bit. I am so dumb when it comes to indie cars and the drivers, I can't even tell you right now who won the thing. Joseph like, Newgarden, Newgarden. Okay, yep. I, I couldn't remember his name, you know, just I'm that, that is, that's me with Indy. It's just it's not my thing. I watched this one race, I do too. Yeah, and it was entertaining all the way through. I mean, it was a, an amazing race. Um, kind of backwards when it comes to strategy, like. Uh, oh, I don't want to lead you, lead for a little bit. Oh, I don't want to lead you, lead for a little bit, and they just they they they're trying to competitively not lead the race, which is really weird. But I mean, it's all about saving fuel, and I get that. But it's it's just it's strange because that kind of aspect really doesn't go to NASCAR because even on super speedways, they all kind of just stay on the same strategy, you know. So you just have the packs, you don't, yeah, the leaders burning more fuel, but it isn't like they're all gonna go a lot longer than him and he's gonna come in by himself. That's not how it works. They all come in together. Right. So I don't know. That part's weird. But they turned into a NASCAR race at the end of it, didn't they? It sure did. Real fast. <laughs> they had they had what three
0: red flags at the end of that race. Oh man, three red flags in like eight laps or something. So like Yeah, that. something
1: crazy. The the idea that they had a red flag with two laps to go blows my mind like nascar nascar has overtime rules but the fact that they come right they crank their cars come right off pit road and went right to the green flag for a white flag shootout that's insane i've never seen that on a major on a major sport like that like indy or nascar or anything like that i've never seen red flag right into a green flag and a checkered right i that mean that is straight I, up dirt track stuff
0: <laughs> yeah i mean they pretty much i mean <laughs> right out of a dead stop on pit road had to get up you know up to speed in a lap which i think was decent for those indie cars and then they took the green and white flag it was it was a bizarre mm-hmm. um you know situation and i kind of it made me appreciate NASCAR overtime
1: yeah, a lot more yeah. do you okay so hear me out Penske owns the Indianapolis Motor Speedway yes doesn't he own Indy like the IndyCar series doesn't he own that I believe so I mean, at least he's part owner I don't know if he's one hundred percent owner but he's part owner Penske was running second with two laps to go and they red flagged the race do you think he made that call
0: um, I mean, it wouldn't shock me if you of, Kind of conspiracy-like, isn't it? I mean, if you were in that situation, what would you do?
1: I wouldn't have thought about red flagging with two to go, because they don't have enough time to get around to get a
0: one to go. The race so would be over with. I wouldn't have thought about kinda, it. That's kind of my, my point, you know, like, <laughs> has that ever happened before? Mm-hmm. And
1: There's no precedent for it.
0: That's pretty, that's a pretty uh, bold decision to make, you know. And who would have that power is kind of what I'm saying.
1: I have not heard it brought up at all. Nobody's mentioned that except me. I, I, the minute that race ended and I noticed that it was a Penske car that won and he made that last lap pass going into three, the minute that happened with that crazy red flag, white flag shootout, I mean, you literally went red next you know red then it went to yellow and then the next flag was green white together and it was checkered it, the whole thing took two laps and only one of it was on green it's it's unprecedented unheard of in that that level now i have personally been at, at races before like in races where somebody would spin out and they throw a caution and we get the caution okay we all slow down and everything well, by the time we're on the back straight, the lights are off because he got going again. We're ready to go again. We got to keep the show moving, okay? Oh, get man. ready! We're, here we go. We're going to make a full lap under caution. Green flag. Let's go. I've been in races like that. You got to be on your toes with it. I have never seen it at this level, ever. And yeah, the minute that that ended, I typed one word on Twitter: conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Nobody mentioned anything. I didn't. I haven't seen the very first a uh, conspiracy post about that. I bet AJ Foyt's thinking it.
0: Right. <laughs> I I saw your tweet and I, I knew exactly what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um because I, I kind of went there, but like at the same time, I don't have a dog in the fight, you know, when it comes to that. So I was just hoping that it wasn't going to finish under yellow. Cause that that would have
1: sucked. It it would have, especially the way that it went in the last few laps. Like it was so clean. Like I think it was like over a hundred laps where they even got a caution. Right. It was so clean, such a clean race all the way through it. And then you had that crazy incident where that, I don't even know their names, but this dude hit the wall a little bit in the middle of one. And by the time he got to two, he was, he was spinning. And this pink car hit him at just the right angle where it sheared oh, off yeah. the left rear tire. The, and then, he, you know, he went on and flipped up into the wall and the, the camera shot. I retweeted it. It's in, in the Marbles pod on Twitter. The camera angle. They had him. They had a camera facing him while he's upside down skidding across the wall. What yeah.
0: an amazing shot. I mean, like something straight out of Hollywood and it's wild because he opened his visor while there was sparks i i noticed that i don't know what that was about nobody um, knew. i guess I, mean, I guess he felt like
1: he needed to get some hair or something <laughs> but i don't i don't know you know not you don't know i mean
0: who, who's in his mind you know just right. him and i'm sure honestly like in that moment he probably didn't even realize the sparks he was just so Okay, am I okay? Can I wiggle my toe? You mm-hmm. know, I don't know what he's doing, but I'm sure he probably didn't even notice the sparks right next to his head.
1: Um, that's funny because I'm not, not at all comparing the one wreck I had that actually broke something, you know, com- comparing it to, to an Indy car flipping upside down, scraping on the wall. Thank goodness they have a cage around their heads now. Yes. Yeah. That was a big, a big thing back in the day when they brought that in.
0: The halo? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But I'm not even comparing that. But what you said is exactly what what I did. Whenever I hit the wall that hard, I never hit that hard that hard before. I was like going through my mental faculties here. I was like, okay, I can move right. everything. I'm fine. I'm a little foggy, but I'm okay. You know, just it, it's it's funny you mentioned that, because that's exactly the kind of thing I did. Just because yeah. I had never hit like that. But for sure, that's um, I, I ain't never gonna hit like what he did. <laughs> Goodness. Right, did 230 you, miles an hour. Did My you goodness. hear the impact from the other car, the car that got oh, hit? Oh yeah. I mean, jeez. I mean, it makes you cringe just hearing that. But then the kicker is the tire.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: we almost saw tragedy yeah. at this track, and it won't be the first time that ever happened. Even a NASCAR. I mean, wasn't it an Xfinity race a few years ago where Kyle Larson snagged the fence at Daytona? yeah and and, and a tire went through the grandstand and I don't think it killed nobody but it sure injured a bunch of people Mm -hmm. I remember seeing this like almost like war footage from the stands right it was it was awful you know I mean it was like right in the same section that tire hit just like a few seats down from this guy filming it yeah Um, we almost had that and you can see everybody in the stands ducking as that tire went through Uh. like that was going to do anything at all
0: at that point you're just like okay this is it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i mean the, it, i mean for all those people that were in the stands that had to be like their final de- yeah was it final final destination. destination yeah final destination moment right there my goodness
1: yeah just like the race that was filmed up here where i live at mobile international speedway final destination five i think it was five it wasn't five the one that was a racetrack it was four or five i can't remember i never saw it i just saw the I don't crazy know. I insane wreck have you seen that? The, the wreck? No. Look it up. <laughs> you will laugh. <laughs> you will laugh at the craziness going on at that track, which oh. is, like I said, an hour from me right here, you know. But, oh, Final Destination? Yeah. Oh, cool, yeah, yeah, that, that I, I've mentioned that on the show before. I think you have.
0: Yeah. I'm pretty sure. It, it was
1: filmed at Mobile International Speedway, <clears throat> which is, like I said, right down the road. Um, That's awesome. I think that's where Bubba Wallace cut his teeth too.
0: If I'm Ooh, not mistaken.
1: Yeah. Um, let's see, Rick Crawford as well. I think he, he raced down there as well. It, it's a it, pretty much anybody that's come down here, you know, and at five flags speedway with snowball derby, they've mm-hmm. raced at mobile probably too. But anyway, cause those tracks are about an hour from each other. Um, so that I was more impressed I mean, not really impressive, in awe of the sheer momentum and speed these cars have. Yeah. I mean, okay. NASCAR fan for life, always have been, always will be. Um, I still think it's the most entertaining sport out there, period. For sure. Alabama football might be a close second. That's just my personal opinion. But in some weeks, I say Alabama football is way more exciting than a NASCAR race because I can compare Pocono to a championship game any day, you know, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's, it it goes back and forth, but I will always admit that this Indy 500, it is the world's biggest race. I mean, there's no denying it. As much as I want to say Daytona 500, it might not be always the most exciting race, but it is the world's biggest race. All eyes are on this race all around the world every year. It's 107th running of it. for crying out loud. Right. That's wild. And the only reason it's only that is because I had to take years off of the war. You know, yeah. this thing went
0: through like yeah. World War I and World War II. <laughs> <laughs> like, for, <laughs> I guess for any NASCAR fan that would want to debate the, you know, Indy 500 versus Day 2500, uh, let me just put it into the, this way. Uh, IndyCar was able to snag Dale Jr. Mm-hmm. for the Indy 500 versus the Coke 600. You know, so I mean, even if Dale Junior feels like it's he needs to be at the Indy Five Hundred versus the Coke Six Hundred, I mean, it's a big deal.
1: Well, I'll say that about this. You're looking at TV contracts too. I know. Yeah, but I get what you're saying. I the fact yeah. that they they snag NASCAR's most popular driver and he's like, "Oh yes, I will absolutely come in and watch the best race, the biggest race in the entire world." Yes, right. I, I totally get that. I, they also had Danica there, so I don't know what it says about them. Um, yeah, I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, um, the, the sheer momentum that this tire had, not only did scary. it clear the fence, but it cleared the grandstand, like over everybody, landed out there in the parking lot and hit a parked car, didn't touch anybody. I, if I was that guy that the, the car I'd say, I got to keep the wheel. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to sue. I'll take care of my insurance. You let me keep that wheel. That's absolutely what I would say. Yeah. <laughs> I don't reckon I you mean, can sue, gosh. but I mean, <laughs> what do you do? I mean, I saw the car on a rollback, you know, leaving the track. I think some people uh, posted pictures and videos of it rolling down the street at Indianapolis. I mean, (laughs) I don't even know where to begin
0: with something like that. (laughs) I don't. I mean, I'm really happy because normally, like, knowing my luck, that's my vehicle that gets hit every single time um, in that situation. But, yeah, I don't know. I would definitely be inquiring things about getting that wheel and putting it in my house or something. Yeah,
1: definitely. That's a trophy. I mean, it missed everybody, but it hit your car, and you're the only car it hit. I mean, that's mine. Sorry. They ain't, they're not yeah. getting back. I don't care if it costs $1,000 or more. Probably probably costs them back, exactly. what, three or four grand? Maybe more than that with the actual wheel, too. Because you got to think that wheel is expensive, like the rim. Oh, yeah. The tire itself probably costs about $800. I remember cup tires back in the day used to be 400 a piece. They're Oof. probably a lot more than that now because that was like 20 years ago. You imagine paying four hundred dollars a piece for tires? No, no. That's why they put a limit on it. That's why they they only allow so many sets nowadays, instead of the you know as many sets as they could possibly get back in the day when I was watching. Right. Um. Don't know much else to talk about with the Indy Five Hundred except it was a really good race. I do think there was some shenanigans going on at the end of that race, but oh, me too. Yeah, for sure. um, I guess we're the only ones that think that. I very very glad that that tire did what it did, and we're not talking about a great race being marred with tragedy because it probably would end the race right there. Oh yeah, that would have happened, and I'm really glad it it didn't it didn't happen that way because I know it did happen that way at Charlotte. I think Charlotte, Texas was it Texas? It was one of those two, one of those two tracks where a wheel went through the stands uh, in any car and killed somebody.
0: Yeah, yeah, I
1: think I want to say it was Charlotte because I think it was brought up. um, I think it was brought up somewhere I listened to. It might have been on Denny Hamlin's podcast. But what? What did you say? Yeah, I might have listened to it this week. No, oh, I was I was interested.
0: <laughs> you traitor! <laughs> That's awesome.
1: Just the, I mean, just until he got done talking about Chase Elliott, then I turned it off.
0: I haven't <laughs> even listened to it yet. That's awesome.
1: Um, so let's go ahead and talk about the Cup Six Hundred. Uh, first, you want to talk? Let's talk about the uh, Fancy Cup. Yes, because I don't think anybody. Well, it was a few people that picked Cal Bush, but that's it. That's the only people that got top tens in our fantasy cup this week.
0: Yeah, I believe last week Justin had like a sixty-four point lead or something like that. It's, I mean, it came down quite a bit. So yeah, do you want to you want to hear where everybody ended up after Charlotte? Sure. All right. So no surprise, Justin maintains the lead, uh, but his lead shrunk to only thirty-six points. Uh, Matt is second. John is third. Drew is fourth. Soda, you are fifth. Mm -hmm. RJ is sixth. Jessica moved up one to seventh. Billy is eighth. Josh is ninth. I made my way all the way down to tenth. (laughs) Tim is right on my track. Right on my track. Right on my tail Um, in 11th. Rock is 12th. Caitlin, 13th. Nicole is 14th, Joe is 15th, and Jody still set in 16th, but he has that one win.
1: Poor Nicole. She can't catch a break. She she picked with uh, Justin this week.
0: Yeah. And it did not work out. <laughs> I, you know, and that's the one thing I noticed. The um, week after week, it just seems like Nicole just cannot get mm. anything mustered up cannot have she's just not having any sort of momentum on her side here lately and she's not picking bad drivers it's just, not at all you know um yeah i'm gonna get to where i just let her pick and then i'll pick after so i don't pick her for her, her guy so yeah and <laughs> another thing i notice is a lot of people use their last pick with some drivers so uh you guys can find the cannot pick list at the uh, bottom of every Thursday post when we normally select our drivers or when we open submissions for that week's. Uh, But right now, I want to run through it really fast. Uh, I can no longer pick Kyle Busch or Kyle Larson. Uh, Jessica cannot pick Kyle Larson. Tim is not able to pick Denny Hamlin or Brad Kozlowski. And John Brown can no longer pick Kyle Busch.
1: A lot of Kyle's off the board.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Thank goodness. I still have. Yeah, you're not having good luck with Kyle Larson. Larson, I'm so glad I I can't pick him anymore, but it seems like every single time I have picked him, he's done a a miserable job for that week when I pick him, but he ends up winning the next week. So everybody go. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) I still have two picks for Kyle Larson. Yeah,
1: I was trying to save him for the the, the playoffs, but I, can't, I I got I have the hardest time calling it the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I always call it the chase, right? You know, because that's what it was initially, and I just I can't because it's not a playoff to me. To me, it is a chase. It, it makes more sense. I like chase better than playoffs. That's just, yeah, it's
0: so 2010.
1: Yeah, it's, that's fine.
0: <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> I want Dodge to come back, dude. I don't care. I, yeah, I feel it. But bring the Buicks back. Um, put
0: them on Hoosiers. That's right. <laughs> well, that's one uh, one question I submitted to ask Junior on the Dell Junior download is I I think it's interesting how the Cars Tour, which is a pro late model stock series, um, is owned by Jeff Burton, Kevin Harvick, um, Dale Junior. Oh, man, who else is in that group of owners? Denny Hamlin, I believe. Well, I Maybe not. Know. I don't know. But I noticed that that series runs on Hoosiers and not Goodyear. So I asked him, but it, my question never gets selected. So I I don't know. I would love to know well, what's why they went with Hoosier and not Goodyear, though.
1: Because they're better tires. Absolutely. That I just man, want, I just want to hear somebody admit yeah. it. He's not going to admit that. I know. Yeah. (laughs) You have so many licensing agreements and, and all this with Goodyear and NASCAR in general, you're not going to get a NASCAR uh, licensed person like that. Right. You know, to admit that Hoosier makes a better tire. If it was Goodyear, they'd be going with Goodyear, but they don't have a deal with Goodyear. So they're getting the best tire. That's Hoosier. Just, I mean, straight up. That's, Most of the uh, short track places, they run Hoosiers. Yeah. Most of the dirt places run Hoosiers. It's just, that's the best racing tire. It really is. I don't honestly know why Goodyear is a thing with NASCAR. I really don't. It's been that way for a long time, but they haven't always been the sole tire there. I know Firestone has been there for a a long time ago. Goodyear's there. Hoosier's there. But... I don't know why it went to Goodyear other than just Goodyear's paying them all this money to do it, but then you have drivers complaining about the Goodyear tires, so I don't know what good it does them. Right. I've never purposely went out and bought a Goodyear because it's, you know, a NASCAR tire. I've never done that.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Who I bet you that? have, have <laughs> no.
0: Yeah. I always get Goodyears because like, I'm just so that's of they That's
1: why they do it then,
0: right there. Absolutely. I mean, okay, now let me say Goodyear as like a road tire, I have never once had an issue, and I have always had Goodyear tires.
1: I never really have that many tire issues anyway, honestly. Usually they just wear out and you get a new one.
0: Yeah, I have four very worn out tires. So (laughs) before winter, I need to get four new shoes for my truck, and I'm not looking forward
1: to it. The one Goodyear I put on my race car, flat-spotted, and went bald in like 10 laps. So, not a fan. Personally. Yeah. Not a big fan. Hey, I get it. I did go out and get the Winston Winter tires. The ones that actually said Winston Winter down the side of them in the white wall or the white lettering. Oh, yeah. For the uh, Dodge Charger I had. The 72 Dodge Charger. It looked sharp on that Charger. Nice. I don't know. if that, That's not good I don't think. But I don't know what brand the Winston Winter tires are. Other than just be Winston Winter. I have
0: no idea. Yeah, I I have no idea. I have either. no idea
1: either. I, no, no, no idea. Anyway, let's talk about the Coca-Cola 600 for a little bit. Um, this car races really good on the Charlotte Oval. It, it was a lot of fun to watch this race. Just yeah. all the way through, start to finish. I mean, yeah, you didn't get the finish you maybe wanted, but that doesn't take away from the fact... I mean, that's that's how charlotte is right you know people you know might have complained about the all-star race being boring or something like that yeah, yeah but the charlotte all-star race is in the same way exactly you, you can put them on one hand how many didn't in that way or somebody just took off and left with the last 10 20 lap shootout whatever they do you know i mean i can name like two off the top of my head two or three but they're all old 92 and earlier right you know, I can name the, uh, the Earnhardt-Elliott battle. Um, battle. I can name the Rusty Wallace-Darrow-Waltrip battle. I can name the Davy Allison win. And past that, uh, Jeff Gordon ran out of gas in 98 and lost, but he dominated that race. Yeah. It, it usually doesn't. Anyway, this car, throughout the entire race, it, it raced really, really well at this track. Uh, so much so that I know a bunch of people are kind of saying, why are we racing the Roval? Why can't we just go back to Charlotte, just regular Charlotte twice a year?
0: I am perfectly fine with that.
1: Yeah, I am too. Denny Hamlin was actually saying that, uh, on the, on the show today, um, uh, he was actually saying that he's hearing that the Indy
0: Oval is coming back next year. mm I my goodness, I I really hope so. I do too. <laughs> that I mean, the Roval's one thing. Like, I'm okay with the Roval if if it's NASCAR... exciting. It's an exciting race. I'm okay with it. I yeah, just... you know, I'm okay if NASCAR Cup Series next season wants to just do Sonoma, Watkins Glen, and the Roval. I'm okay with that. I would prefer two oval Charlotte races because it's just a fantastic racetrack. I don't. The Roval doesn't do much for me, but at least it's a road course that you could watch in the mm-hmm. grandstands and see everything happening. And that's the only plus or a perk that the Roval has that Sonoma, Road America, COTA, all those don't have.
1: Well, it's also really um, unpredictable. Yes. I, I like that about it, too. You can get some real chaos in that race. Absolutely which i mean people rag on nascar and road course racing and stuff like that have you ever watched the australian supercars on road courses no those guys are wild they are absolutely wild on road courses they, they put nascar drivers to shame how much they beat and bang and knock each other around the track man i know right i mean people get on nascar about you know these cars don't belong on oval or road courses and they can't they're not good drivers on road courses and stuff you hear that kind of mess because they're used to Formula One putting on stinkers, right? Like they did this past weekend. That, yeah, that, I don't even want to talk about that race. But the
0: Monaco, Monaco. Yeah, I didn't even watch it.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't either. I just I heard about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the
0: start's exciting. and Once they single out, that's it. Race is over. Yeah, I mean, even <laughs> with the Indy 500, I was sitting there listening to all the onboards and stuff. And I know we just wrapped up our Indy talk, but you know, it was. It's wild because these guys are these men and women are racing around Indy in these Indy cars at 230 miles an hour flat out, all the way around the racetrack. How do you pass someone? You have that? It's, press it's to all pass draft or something? I no, mean, it's all draft. Man, that's that's wild.
1: And it's fast draft too. Yeah. It's, it's like that's why you're not allowed to block in Indy cars. I mean, I totally get it in Indy car, especially in ovals. You're not allowed to block because that draft will pull you up 15 mile an hour faster than the guy in front of you. Yeah. You can't block that. You're going to send somebody flying through the air. You know, and then you saw what happened when the wheels touched when that one guy was up on the outside wall and this guy just hit him at 20 miles an hour. Yeah. Launched the car clear off the ground.
0: Man, it was, I mean, it was straight up, too. It was <laughs> wild. It
1: was, it was all four wheels came completely off the ground at one point. It was just floating in the air just from a 20 mile an hour impact. On the, on the rear, tire, just tire-to-tire tire impact. Just, it's really wild. Sometimes, IndyCar, you can get some really wild things, but a lot of times, it's just... It just ain't for me. Yeah. But that's Indy. Let's talk about Coke 600, Song We got a new winner this year. Yeah. Got Ryan Blaney back in victory lane. 50... How many races? Uh,
0: 59, I believe. 59. That's a good number. It's an ironic number. It's a very ironic number. It's it's very fitting for this week. Um, (laughs) I know... Do you remember the last race that Ryan Blaney did win?
1: I was at one of them, but I don't think it was his last one. I remember 2019, he won Talladega. I was at that one. I don't know if that was his last one or not.
0: I think it was... uh, His last point race win was, I think, either Atlanta or Daytona. I think it was Daytona. uh, Because he... He scooted all the confetti from the hood where it says uh, body armor, and the die cast that they made actually has the the confetti spread out so you can see the sponsor. Thought mm-hmm. that was really cool. But uh no, I was I guess I was more reaching for he won the all-star race last year, which I was at. So I don't know why I wanted to bring that up, but I sure did. I have the die cast, it looks awesome. That don't count. <laughs> that don't count. I mean, oh, yeah. It definitely doesn't count as like a, a race win, but like that was the last time he went to Victory Lane and I was there. Woohoo.
1: Um, like Justin this week on Facebook saying, Oh, hey, I'm okay. We're just throwing this race out. Yeah. Like, no, no, mm-mm. that ain't happening. Yeah, it does not work that way.
0: <laughs> speaking of our fantasy drivers, um, Jody messaged me uh, about our conspiracy of Kyle Larson tire soaking, and Jody does not believe us. He doesn't think t- <laughs> they're tire soaking. He might not be. Yeah, I mean, they might not. I mean, I, I think it's a the pretty team good- is known for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think. Uh, I think it's a good conspiracy. Because, like, why else did you all of a sudden start doing burnouts all the way around the racetrack? What if he does win at Daytona or you know, or or Talladega or something? Are you gonna? Yeah, that's. Ooh, that's a big task uh, to do well, but um, yeah I told him we'd, we'd just uh, try to convince him a little bit harder uh, with the next coming weeks and try to get Jody on the same bandwagon we are tire, tire soaking for the Hendrick Motorsports camp
1: well this is what I'll say about that no he's not doing it every week right but for a non points paying race that pays a million dollars at a really short track that's known for really bad tire wear and having to feather the throttle and all that. Yeah, when I mean, you're only allowed two sets of tires for the whole race. I mean, three, I think. I think they only put two on. Yeah. I think that's, the, that's a good opportunity to do it.
0: Yeah, we'll just say the opportunity <laughs> was definitely there if they wanted to try the tire soaking, for sure. But At least uh, on the rear tires, we could burn it off. Yeah, that's very true.
1: Yeah, he didn't have to soak the front ones. Just soak the drive off.
0: Yeah, because they didn't have time, they did trouble steering, they had trouble getting traction off the corner. Yeah, I mean I get it. Uh, <laughs> one last thing with the Indy, and then we can move on fully. Did you notice that Penske raced his Chevy in IndyCar, but then Ford's in NASCAR? Well, Ford's not in IndyCar, right?
1: Oh they used I, to
0: be, but I don't think they are. See, I don't know nothing about IndyCar. I don't know, I didn't know Ford wasn't in IndyCar, so that makes a lot of sense. I I'm not 100% sure who all is in any car. I know Honda is. Chevy
1: is. I think Ford used to be. I don't think they are now.
0: That's interesting.
1: Uh, I don't know if Toyota still is or not. No. I'm not. See, I think the Target cars used to be Toyota. I don't know. Like the the Ganassi cars? Mm -hmm. I think they used to be Toyota, but they (laughs) might have been Hondas too. I don't know.
0: Yeah, now Um, they're
1: Hondas. Maybe they were always Hondas. I thought I remember seeing Toyota in any car too. but I, Like I said, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I heard the McLaren name. I don't know if that's going to be the car or a team. And I know that's an Indy thing. I mean, a Formula One thing, too. I kind of, I don't know. I have no idea. When I, something to- I have to look up. And I don't care to look it up because I don't care that much.
0: Honestly, anything after NASCAR, I just, I'm not too interested <laughs> in.
1: Oh, man. So, how about this? How about we take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll talk some more about this Coke 600 and yeah, all the, sounds the good. events that went on because we got a lot to talk about yes. this race besides who just won this thing. So, before we, uh, listen to a couple commercials from our podcast friends, uh, I want you to go to skinnymixes.com. and I want you to just check out the website. If you don't mind, just go there, check it out. Lots of really good products, good syrups for cocktails, mocktails and coffees and things like that. Most of them are sugar free, low calorie, even, um, catered to the keto lifestyle, which me and my wife enjoy. If you go to checkout, find something you like, I'm sure you will. Go to check out use code MARBLES, and you'll get 10% off your first order. That is SkinnyMixers.com.
0: The following announcement
1: has been paid for by the Pulling Up a Chair podcast.
0: Tim here, host of the Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shop podcast. If you're a fan of wrestling figures and the artists that take them to the next level, then I've got a favor to ask of you. Come check out my podcast, Pulling Up a Chair. Each episode, I sit down and talk to figure customizers, figure photographers, set builders, figure collectors, podcasters, and even pro wrestlers. Just search out Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shot wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you'll join me next time right here on Pulling Up a Chair.
1: So how do you make a commercial about something so random? I don't know. You make it pretty random. That's right. So if you enjoy lots of random stuff like food or top fives. Random facts. Dirty facts. I try to keep them clean. She tries. Uh, But come listen to Tales from the Estate. We have lots of fun. We try to drop shows every week. Try. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. The The kids are a bear. They are. Uh, But yeah, come listen. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. So the Coke 600 had a lot of interesting things happen right around the middle of it. Right. Yeah. Um, First off, yeah, it was delayed because it rained all weekend in Charlotte rained out qualifying. I think they had a little bit of practice, but that's it. And during the rain delay, we got an interesting thing with Eric Amarola and Bubba Wallace. Yes, we did. And it seemed like none of the TV cameras got it. It was just a fan cam and the uh, bleachers that got it. Yes. So, So, from Eric Amarola's perspective, he says... He thought he was racing the 23 clean, but the 23 decided he was going to flip him the bird once he got by him. And he's like, well, I don't understand what that's about. So he went to talk to him about it. Hey, what was that about? Why why'd you do that? And then Bubba Walsh started cussing him out. And so Eric Camarola shoved
0: him. <laughs> I mean, it was a juicy shove, too. I mean, I still- it's...
1: And and then he says, like, look, but that's just a person that Bubba Wallace is. That was his words. Right. So kind of confirming all the stuff that we tend to say here. Yeah. You know,
0: and I've been teasing it, and I have a theory. Mm -hmm. I have a theory about Bubba Wallace. And now this comes from someone who doesn't necessarily care whether Bubba wins or runs good or wrecks out it means literally nothing to me. Um, I was literally there when, you know, last season when he went at Kansas and I'm going to proudly display that raised version diecast of Bubba Wallace in my collection, but it made me think why, why do you think Bubba has this mentality that he just, it's him versus the world. And I took a, I kind of, I really sat here and thought about it and I have a theory and I want to throw it at you. I'm going to keep it PG. So no worries there for the sake of the the show. Mm -hmm. So just give me a second of your time. So be open-minded here. (laughs) Uh, So let's say this has to, I feel like whatever this was, whatever the situation that made Bubba so angry at the world runs deeper than we know. My theory is let's say Bubba Wallace is 13 years old. Okay. 13 year old Bubba. We don't have to pretend what's going through the body of a 13 year old boy, right? I get it. Let's say, <laughs> hypothetically, there's a real pretty girl that moves in right next door, his age, the whole thing. And, and Bubba might, <laughs> Bubba just fell in love. So he sits there and tries to figure something out right trying to build the courage to ask her on a date whatever i wonder if maybe bubba didn't you know maybe bubba thought he knew the window of the house of the pretty girl maybe he was trying to see something he's never seen before right just bear with me what if he builds up enough courage to go peek through the window what if the window that he's peeking through at this this fateful night is actually the family bathroom and the pretty girl's dad is wiping his butt but plot twist he's one of those weirdos that wipes his butt standing up and in fact bubba wallace saw something that he never expected to see and that is why he is so upset with the world
1: okay
0: What is your thoughts? Does that Ah. track or does that track? (laughs) I mean, and now he's growing up. He's in the cup series. All these people that's booing him just reminds him of the pretty girl's dad. And that's why Bubba Walls is so angry at the world. The cringe, it hurts, dude. (laughs) I'm telling (laughs) you. i'm telling you it fits i feel like it tracks i think some i think we need to reach out to freddie craft or try to figure out bubba's agent we need to get him on the show and and just ask him point blank what happened you You ever
1: hear somebody say something and it like just makes you itch all over yeah i normally (laughs) i'm normally the guy that says it
0: you know (laughs) okay all right. That's your theory. All right. That's my theory. And I'm sticking to it. <laughs> I'm glad we waited a week for it. <laughs> we waited two weeks, pal. <laughs> I've been mustering that up for a while. I thought of it like a month ago. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, that fits. <laughs> that tracks, man. Oh my gosh. I don't I don't I'm just gonna
1: go on with the show. I don't know where to go with that. Hey, so I get I'm just it. Gonna, yeah. Just gonna push on. Um
0: goodness gracious i gotta collect myself i mean <laughs> I, I i you know i was flabbergasted as well when i first thought of it i said you know what we might have a winner but oh, speaking God, of winners, you know who didn't win was kyle bush he finished pretty well in the coke 600 but i'm curious uh kyle bush He backed out of the NASCAR Xfinity race after the race, after the cup race was rained out. So Justin Haley had to replace him for the Xfinity race, but Justin Haley was also racing both races Mm -hmm. along with Ty Gibbs. I wonder what, I mean, I wonder why Kyle backed out of the Xfinity race. Cause even Justin Haley got a little snarky on one of his um, interviews saying, yeah, I'm not really exactly sure why I'm here. In my opinion, he was insinuating Kyle has to, you know, Kyle would have done the Xfinity race and the Coke 600 all in one day. Well, I'm doing that. Ty Gibbs is doing that. Why couldn't the legendary Kyle Busch do that?
1: Like, especially when he was really interested in doing Indy in the Coke 600, that's even worse. Yeah. So So, even, yeah, it's it's interesting. I don't know why he did it, but I guess he just, I, I think he was jaded. Mm-hmm. with the fact that he couldn't ever he couldn't get an indie ride at all or he at least get anybody to talk to him about one seriously yeah so he's just like just screw it i'm not doing two in one day any, any of anything i, yeah, I think I he's, mean, yeah i think that has something to do with it
0: it makes sense you know i mean and but at this point in his career i don't think Kyle Bush has to go prove anything oh no
1: you, you don't Honestly, these cup guys, when they go down to expand, they're not going down to prove anything. You think Larson's going down there to prove anything? Right. No. he He's going down there because he likes to race and or he wants to get some more knowledge about a track he doesn't go to that often or he isn't that good at.
0: True. Yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, that's why he's running the road courses and that's why he's running Richmond. I mean, not Richmond, but uh, North Wilkesboro and the trucks. I mean, that, that's why they do that yeah Uh, it's just mostly especially when you got a top tier car like Hendrick Mm -hmm. and that 17 ride it's mostly just you know to learn that's all it is i'm not going down to prove anything
0: i wonder if kyle if i wonder if nascar when they on saturday when they uh postponed the xfinity race until monday morning i wonder if they would have from the get go, postpone it until after the Coke 600. I wonder if Kyle would have raced the Xfinity race after the Coke 600. I'll say this
1: I would have been really interested to see how I would have done if I had been in an Xfinity car for 40 laps, jumped out, ran a 600 mile cup race, and then jumped back in that Xfinity car afterwards. I mean, Tyler. I I really curious to know how I would have done in that situation, because that is a wild day. I
0: I, I don't know. Ty Gibbs, he seemed almost exhausted before <laughs> jumping in, back into the Xfinity race after the Coke 600. Well,
1: he's never done the 600 before. Right. This is, is very, I mean, honestly, he just started doing 500 mile races this year. Right. He's yeah. only, what, 14, 15 races into his 500 mile, and not, most of them aren't 500. Most of them are 400 now yeah you know but i can't imagine i don't even know how many 500 mile races he's done maybe what six seven and now he jumped into a 600 mile race on the same day exact same day he's going back and forth between a 300 mile race
0: oh man i know uh yeah that's got that's a whole new world for him ty gibbs and uh justin haley both i think justin haley now i don't know my memory is so bad um did ty did he wreck? I know he wrecked in the 600. I know he didn't finish. Oh, he was um, running real good, though. He was. He was having a fantastic day. Um, And then, so he didn't finish the 600, and Justin Haley, I think, did?
1: I don't know. Yeah, but, I, I want to say he did. I want to I say he was finished
0: pretty decent. I think uh, Justin Haley. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um. Well, I have it right here. I guess I can figure it out. Justin Haley finished 15th at Mm -hmm. the end of the 600 and then jumps into the Xfinity car. And he, I think he wrecked at the end of the Xfinity race. But either way, he, he raced like 800 and I don't know, like 890 some miles. And Ty Gibbs only raced like 870 something, something like that, really close together.
1: Yeah. But I mean, what's the difference? And, you know, it's a, it's a mile and a half. Per lap, you're talking about what, 15, 20 laps? Right. What, what's the difference? You're
0: right, still Not, running. Yeah. It's you know,
1: I get it for sure. Um, yeah, there was a bunch of really interesting guys that finished in the top 10. Both children's cars finished in the top 10 in this race. Um, you had, I think, Ryan Priest finish up there in the top 10.
0: Ryan Priest finished
1: 13th. 13th. Okay, he was close. Yes, right. He got knocked hey. out right there at the end of it. Zane, Zane Smith, Smith finished in the up too intense. Yes. Yeah. That guy is turning my head a little bit.
0: <clears throat> yeah.
1: Sorry. He um, just, he's only been in it. I know that was kind of a big deal when they kicked Todd Gillen of that ride full time to put, wasn't it Todd Gillen? I think I'm thinking the same yeah. car. Um, to put Zane Smith in occasionally mm-hmm. because a lot of people feel like Todd Gillen deserved The way he's run to have that full time ride, Zane Smith's outperforming him. Yeah, he is. I mean, there's something to that. There's something to that right there, and I'm uh, I'm interested to see where he goes from here because I, I mean, that's not great equipment, and he's putting it up there where it doesn't it doesn't belong. Right, and that's a lot of fun to watch.
0: That's and that's a 600 mile race. Like Mm -hmm. normally, like. Rick Ware Racing isn't up there after 600 miles. Like, for instance, did you know Rick Ware Racing has an IndyCar team? I I learned that this weekend. I did, too. <laughs> and you, you want to talk about Rick Ware Racing in the 600? Just J.J. Um, Yealy, who drove yeah, the 15th, right. finished 16th. He's actually a Facebook friend of mine. And I didn't even know it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty cool. What about uh, 2311, both finishing top five? For the first time ever, Bubba Wallace finishes fourth. Tyler Reddick finishes fifth. You want to
1: know a sleeper pick that not a lot of people are looking at
0: for the fantasy
1: fantasy cup? Bubba Wallace. Oh, yeah. Does he have like four or five straight top five finishes?
0: I think it's three, yeah. I thought it was more than that. It might be. (laughs) He's,
1: I mean, he's not in contention to win, but when you're that close
0: things happen yeah i mean Bubba wallace and tyler reddick are both gonna win a race this season 100 percent. i think so too yeah
1: i think so too um i don't know when it would happen for bubba but i mean he was really close to winning talladega things had went a different
0: way bubba's good at mile and a half he really yeah. is
1: the uh race coming up is gateway right so it's, yes what a, it's a mile is it a mile and a half? Oh, I don't, it's, it's over a mile, but I don't think it's quite like it maybe may between a mile and a mile and a half.
0: I, I don't know, but it's know. like
1: a flat oval, it's not like the high bank tri oval. But anyway, um, it'd be interesting. I'm trying to think who I'm going to use for that race because I got one based on your luck, and then I got one based on current trends, and I'm trying to think. Who am I going to pick? It's between two drivers, but anyway. Nice. <laughs> so, we had another kind of big moment that happened in this race. Speaking oh, of Bubba yeah. Wallace, what happened to him last year where he got suspended for a week? At Vegas. Yeah. Turning Kyle Larson first into the wall in the front straightaway, wide open. Mm-hmm. We saw a repeat of that.
0: Yes, we did.
1: With... The other perceived, I guess this one isn't perceived, but like Bob Wallace is perceived to be one of the most popular drivers on the track. Like NASCAR loves promoting him. And mm-hmm. I mean, I don't I don't personally get it, but Right. I don't either. Um Chase Elliott is technically, I guess, the most popular driver. He I might know. have lost a lot of respect this week mm-hmm. from a lot of people because he got that uh that old oh, I didn't mean to run you up into the wall thing that Denny Hamlin did, you know, that he blames Chastain for every week. Um, he did that to Elliot. So Elliot got Hamlin coming off the corner, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, if he said, if somebody says Chastain, Hamlin is just as much a thing as Chastain is. I have, I feel like I'm saying it every week. I
0: have to agree with you. <laughs> and Larson, Larson is a good thing too. I mean, that's... <laughs> There's, I'll tell you what. There's a lot of people that get larcened every know. Month, you know, every week. So <laughs> I get it. Oh, dang! John was it John check He
1: got he got Larsoned twice in one corner. Ah, oh, <laughs> man. Wasn't that him in the
0: Darlington race? I don't remember. I, I um, think so. I think I was believe, it was. I don't, I don't
1: remember. Um, that was that was a month ago almost. Yeah, I can't remember that far back. Um, yeah. So Elliot decided he was going to, uh, and I'll say he decided this because based on all the telemetry that everybody sees, you can't hide this. It ain't like the old days. Like, oh, I just accidentally, like Rusty can never say, oh, I I just accidentally got loose and got into him. Like when he wrecked Jeff Gordon. He can't say that nowadays because you can see the wheel turn Mm -hmm. (laughs) on telemetry. (laughs) There's little, little bar graphs. You know, and, and or a little, uh, I guess they almost look like um, heart rate monitors, mm-hmm. you know, like the little uh, the input graphs, like, like yeah. that. And you can that's see that's exactly what they are, yeah. And you can see the uh, input of the wheel turning at that exact moment that uh, he hit Denny Hamlin, yeah, sharp left and then straight again, sharp left. <laughs> And then his fans were like, no, Brad Keselowski turned him into him. I was like, no, 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 no,
0: No, it's not even close. Brad Brad
1: turned him after Chase cut across his nose to get to the 11 car.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Brad, Brad hit him. But (laughs) I, man, I mean, as soon as I saw it, like once again, I was watching it live on TV and I saw it happen, and I said, oh, there it is. Yeah. I wonder what NASCAR is going to do, because if you want to be consistent, I, even though it's your most popular driver, you have to do something. You have to do something. They
1: didn't waste much time either, because about an hour or so before we started recording, they announced it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chase yep. Elliott's getting suspended. For, for one, one race. race. Yep.
0: So everybody in the Fantasy Cup, do not pick Chase Elliott this week. <laughs> This weekend, do not do it because you're, I'll tell you to pick up, pick another driver. <laughs> but you know there are two new drivers you can pick. Yeah,
1: I mean one's not new. You could have picked him all along, but nobody has been. But now he's in a Hendrick car.
0: Listen, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what uh, what uh, car Corey Lejoy is driving. Um It's. I would be very shocked if Corey uh, Corey Lejoy did even finish in the top five, even in the top ten. I just don't see it happening. He usually does finish in the top ten, dude. Um, well,
1: he's always running in the top ten or fifteen. In that
0: that seven car, <laughs> when is he in the top ten? He's usually up there, dude. I know. I mean, the, he almost I mean, won it, Atlanta last year. I know in the beginning of the season, like, yeah, I mean, Daytona, Talladega, Atlanta is kind of, if you're going to pick Corey LaJoy, w- those would be the racetracks. I don't think, I guess I should, let me rephrase that by saying Gateway is not the racetrack that he's going to have a breakout moment in the yeah, one I can off- see that.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: A one-off weekend with Hendrick Motorsports. He's stacking quarters, as Bubba Wallace would say at this point. But, um, I mean, it's a great opportunity. I'm very shook that they didn't take Josh Berry, but I think Josh Berry is starting to uh, finalize a, a deal for next season full-time in that now, four car. I can Ford. tell you
1: what it is with Josh Berry. What is it? Um, he's going to be in Oregon.
0: Oh, that's right, Portland.
1: Yeah. The truck series is going to be. With uh, gateway,
0: that's right. That's yeah. why
1: Carson Hosevar is jumping up to race the seven car. Yeah, that's absolutely it.
0: Um, I did get a question. Uh, somebody asked me at the gas station about an hour before we started recording if this has ever happened before, where you know uh, a big race team like Rick Hendrick asks a smaller team to borrow their driver for a week. Um, It has happened 2015. I believe Eric Jones was racing the 77 for in the cup series. I forgot who owned that, Uh, but he filled in for Kyle Busch along with David Reagan, who was racing that 30, that 36 team. And I believe that was even a Ford and they were able to have David Reagan come over and fill in for the 18 as well. Okay, so I'm looking
1: at Corey LaJoy's 2023 season stats. Mm. He's only he's ranked 20th in points. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. He is. He's got one top ten and one top five, which means he's got a top five because that counts as top ten, correct? I think that was Atlanta, wasn't it? Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe not. He's actually led seven laps, and he averages a 19th place finish. Hmm let's see, uh, finished fifth in the duel, 16th at Daytona, 14th at auto club, 20th at Vegas, 26th at Phoenix, fourth at Atlanta, 11th at Dakota, 21st at Richmond, 30 Bristol, 26 Martinsville. So he's, he's got a string of bad races right here. 25th mm-hmm. Talladega, 14th at Dover, 20th Kansas, 24th Darlington, ninth at North Wilkesboro, which uh, all-star. Right. Um, cool. Which I guess that would be the open, wouldn't it? Because he didn't yeah. make it. Yes. So we throw that out. And seventeenth at Charlotte. So he is the worst finish he has is thirtieth. Outside of that, twenty six is the worst finish he's had. But he's got a fourth, a bunch of like eleventh, fourteenth, fourteenth, sixteenth, those kind of finishes. I mean it's good. It's it's good for that equipment. Yeah. So I'm interested to see if he could maybe take a Hendrick car and run it 10th all day long.
0: Yeah. And this I don't is expect
1: just, more than that. Don't get me wrong, I'm not expecting right. to win. I mean, maybe and if it was Daytona or Talladega, it might be different.
0: Right, Atlanta, exactly. He or seems a, to be
1: really good at those tracks.
0: Or even a road course, you know, I feel like it would be you know, a, a little bit more up his alley, but I don't. And this is coming from someone who I used to be a pretty big supporter of Corey LeJoy. Uh, it's just he's kind of soured on me, so that's kind of where this is. I guess I'm being a little biased, and I shouldn't, because I mean, I think it's an amazing opportunity for someone who has been, who has been there in the Cup Series for the last, you know, what five, six years now, mm-hmm. just hasn't done much except. Atlanta after they ref- uh, re re um, did it to more you know sh- kind of shape it more like Daytona and Talladega. Um, I don't know. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be p- picking Corey LeJoy. But <laughs> hey, I welcome everybody in the fantasy cup to uh, definitely pick Corey LeJoy. Just go for it.
1: <laughs> um, this was a funny tweet. I retweeted this. A driver who broke his leg, Chase Elliott, reared a driver with a podcast called Actions Detrimental, Danny Hamlin, and was suspended for Actions Detrimental, which, and will be replaced by a driver who also has a podcast, and his, yes, Corey LaJoy, and his car will be driven by someone who once broke his leg, Carson Husbar.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> that is wild. <laughs> oh that's so funny i didn't even think about that it's it's that's a wild little uh little circle right there isn't it yeah that's (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) that's fantastic you can't make it up people
1: no i mean mean no you definitely can't make that one up. that that's that's too outlandish for you to believe that's fantastic um well before we get done with charlotte is there anything else you can think of you want to talk about with charlotte
0: well, I think, we, I think we hit all my topics.
1: We're, we're both in the same opinion that he definitely should have been suspended, right? 100%. Yeah. You can't not suspend him after Bubba Wallace literally yep. did the same thing last year. And, man, we have seen people die with, with wrecks like that.
0: At the same racetrack. Yeah,
1: in the same spot at the yeah. same racetrack. I mean, the end of the Arca race in 2000 or maybe it, may, it might have been 2001 at the end of that arca race where carrie earnhardt hooked uh blaze alexander like that yeah and blaze alexander died he hit the wall just like hamlin did and i don't know i can't remember if it was right before earnhardt died or if it was after
0: i want to say that was after i want to say that was the
1: next death after earnhardt i could be wrong yeah i i don't know either um but it could have been right before too because that was kind of a little bit of a shock when that happened because well, 2000 was a rough year for nascar anyway they had a lot of deaths that year
0: yeah but uh blaze passed away october 4th 2001.
1: okay so it was a full like eight months mm-hmm. after earnhardt passed and they still weren't wearing hans devices nope just wild. Wow. yeah no soft barriers either it's wild or safer barriers they're not really soft that's obviously you saw the hit there's nothing soft about that wall it's just it right. absorbs impact you know it's still a concrete wall <laughs> um <clears throat> i apologize if i'm clearing my throat a lot for some reason i can't quite get the dryness out of my throat so bear with me i'm, I'm sorry if i'm Clear my throat into the mic.
0: Hey man, you know what? You're okay. The energy level on my side's not there because I'm in the <laughs> process of transitioning over to overnights. So I mm. go from s- waking up at 3 a.m. and not going to bed until 10 or 11. Now I have to complete backwards, and I'm I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm very struggling.
1: Um, yeah, I've been on at 3 a.m. to 9 p.m. or so schedule myself Mm -hmm. if I'm lucky 9 p.m. Trying to think if there's anything else you want to talk about with Charlotte. I don't think there is. We did have a one question this week.
0: Um, Who was it from? You mentioned it to me earlier. I know I texted it to you. Uh, Yeah. So Jordan Cassatt, he asked us a question for the show. Uh, has there ever been a uh, pit crew member that has gone ran over on pit road during a pit stop?
1: So, before 1991, there was no speed limit on pit road. Even under caution. Right. They would speed up down pit road over pace speed and do their stops and come out as fast as they can. So... There's a reason why we have a pit road speed now. Right. Do you know the reason? It's like, uh, are I, you, I mean, do you 100% remember or probably not remember, but do you 100% know why the Daytona 500 1991 has a speeding, had a, had a pit road speed? Oh,
0: no. um, Not off the top of my head. I want to say it was something about, um, was it a car? slid and then like hit gas tank on the edge of the wall or something. Am I what on the happened, right
1: track? What happened? This might have actually been the very first race I watched live as a kid. Cuz okay. this is the first race I remember. Cuz I'm not 100% sure, but I think Morgan Shepherd in that 15 motorcraft car won this race. Okay. But it was the last race of 1990 at Atlanta Motor Speedway. You had Everybody down on pit road, I think it was during a caution. No pit no pit speed. Everybody's flying down pit road. Bill Elliott's near the front of pit road, like one of the last stalls. So his guys are changing the tires right there. They don't have fire suits. All they have is like long pants and a uniform shirt. And no helmets, nothing. They're just they're out there changing the tires. Jeff Bodine, I don't know if he broke loose or got hit or what, but he spun. And he spun and slammed into the right rear tire changer. Like just right. nailed the car and just crushed the tire changer. Killed him. Right there on pit road. Right. The next yeah. year at Daytona, we had the weirdest set of rules. You had um, I think they used a color code system. I think they had blue and green, or maybe blue and yellow, or something like that. They had they had different colors and I think they had either a light on in the dash or they had lights on at the end of pit road and half the field would be designated one color and half the field would be designated another color trying to keep people off of pit road. You know what I mean? Oh, So yeah, as the race went along, the colors would change every, every other lap. The colors would change. You could only pit when your color was lit.
0: Oh, Wow.
1: Yeah, because they, did, they didn't know how to do it. They didn't think that just slowing the cars down pit road would fix anything. So they were trying to not, I don't even know if it lasted past that one race.
0: I, I was going to say, like, I kind of, I feel like I kind of remember something like that, but I don't remember that. Oh, it was very uh,
1: clearly. It was a mess to hear them explain it. I, I watched that race all the way through a couple of times. And halfway through it, when everybody's like strung out. Yeah and they're all making pit stops because they're not, they're not pitting in packs. You can't. Right. You know, you're pitting with your color. So it, it was a mess with them trying to explain why it's happening this way, because nobody had ever seen anything like this before.
0: Right. That's very And then weird. you have
1: your, your pit road speed and nobody's done that before either. Now it's, you know, commonplace, but also I, I think what happened is for the longest time, the pits were they weren't they weren't what they are now right what you would come down and get service yes but it would take you a minute and a half two minutes to get the four tires and get the little things done that you need to get done to the car and fill it up with gas and then go on and that time that wide range of time nobody's barreling down on top of you while you're doing this work you know everybody's just sitting there doing their work and they get out as fast as they can but it isn't like also at that time you don't have, you know, 35 cars in a lead lap every week. So if they do have a caution in the pits, you have five or six lead lap cars coming down. Right. You know, so the pits, they might not have been as safe, but at the same point, they kind of were more safe because there wasn't that many cars there. I, it just wasn't as congested. Right. You know, so it made it, not as bad as it would be later when all of a sudden cars got more competitive people stayed on the lead lap still was no pit road speed and they saw they make up every little half a second they could down pit road mm-hmm. you know speeding up to 130 miles an hour before you get to the end of pit road and then slamming on brakes and then taking off again man then people were crazy to do
0: that so <clears throat> basically and jordan I I've known Jordan for so long, and he's a great great friend of mine. And he and I are kind of the same kind of mindset. Um, if you're if he's asking in the literal sense, has anybody been ran over? I don't think so. However, if you like think of Stone Cold and Rakishi, that style of getting ran over, then yes, I, I mean it happens there's just been so many many times that that has happened where the jackman has to literally go airborne like has to jump and land on the hood of the other car or even the windshield you know but and there's been injuries you mm-hmm. know because of stuff like that i it's i don't believe there's ever been any sort of fatalities on pit road um I don't other think than that, one i mentioned well yeah I
1: mean, mean, that was absolutely a fatality on pit road.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, besides that one, like ever since, like, I just, yeah, I don't think, uh, in the literal sense, like if anything, uh, maybe the, you know, your somebody hits you uh, your foot, when you're changing the tire, if you're the tire changer, you're on your knees and you're, you know, uh, back when it had five lug nuts, not just the single lug, uh, you know, maybe, somebody snags your, your foot or something, but nothing nobody gets like ran over like under the car.
1: So I don't think you're 100% accurate on this. Oh, no. Um, first off, you know why we have helmets, right? On pit road. What caused that? Because
0: was Cause it, it, was, uh, Rob- it was Robbie Gordon? Robert?
1: No, it was a Robert Yates 28 car. It, I think it was Ricky Rudd at the time. Um, they, the, the crew got hit there because somebody wrecked into the 28 while it was coming down pit road. And it flung those guys all over the place. And one guy smacked the back of his head on the pit wall. So from what that point was- on, oh, it was of uh, mid 2000s, early 2000s. Really? Yeah. Why? Do Whenever I know- Ricky Rudd was in that 28, because it was definitely a Robert Yates 28 car. The Haviland. Um, the Haviland car, yes.
0: Or Tex- Texaco?
1: Yeah. It was definitely that car. And whoever that was that got their head slammed in the back, the, the, on the, the concrete pit wall, I don't, I, don't know, I don't think they died, but they, they were sure messed up. Hmm. And that brought on the helmets. From that point on, everybody had helmets on top of the fire suits, which for obvious reasons, these things catch fire. They need fire suits. I don't think there was one particular instance that caused the fire suits, but it was like an an evolution over time. It's like, Hey, the gas man always wore it. Right. You know, but now everybody wears it. Um, I think the pit road has, especially like just the pits in general, track workers, the pit, the pit crews, that whole, just people standing around, that whole thing has always had some serious danger to it, right? I think it's been a little more gruesome than you think it has, but I can't pinpoint moments. I know I've heard a lot of stuff, like with the Indy Five Hundred, how this like major wreck happened and it killed uh, two or three people in the pits and you know on top of the driver at the same time, and you hear stuff like that from like the '60s and '70s a lot. Even though I can't pinpoint exactly when stuff like that happened. But yeah. also in any car, that is the only time I've ever seen somebody's head actually get run over. Yeah. It was a helmet on. Yeah. So he was okay. He was okay. But he, he was fixing something right there, right in front of the, the rear tire. And the driver, for some reason, got a notion to go and he took off. <laughs> And it sucked the dude's helmet underneath the tire and he rolled over it, but he was okay. He had some burns, like some, obviously some major like friction burns on his shoulders and stuff where the car like peeled off on him. but he was alive. Yeah. Because that helmet. Yeah. So it has happened. I have literally seen somebody get run over and I believe it was, I don't know if it was Indianapolis it might have been Indianapolis. That's pretty much the only Indy cars I, I watch. So it might have been Indianapolis, and I want to say it was about 15, 20 years ago. When it happened, but
0: I think it's a lot more gruesome than you think it's been, man. Uh, yeah, and like the way I answered that question uh, initially was, I told them I said there's been many, many situations where uh, pit crew members indeed does get hit by other cars, or you know whether they're coming out of their pit stop uh, pit stall coming in or you know trying to save their car from getting loose off turn four whatever situation and whatever uh there's been multiple i can't even you can't even explain you can't even list them all uh how many situations there has been so Um, Yep, and uh, also, good question from uh, Jordan. He sent me a Snapchat of watching the 600, so hopefully he enjoyed that race um, really fast. Jordan, you can check him out on his podcast called Stolen Gimmicks Pro Wrestling Podcast. You know who's responsible
1: for the way pit stops are nowadays? No. The Wood Brothers. Oh. They revolutionized the pit stop before then people would just come in and it would be like, just random. They just randomly do stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, there was no set order to anything. Everybody would come in and have different agendas. They'd all do stuff different. There was no, uh, practice with it. There was no, uh, choreography with it. Nothing like that. The Wood brothers came in in the sixties and they practiced pit stops. And they invented the choreography. Go around the car as the car comes in, right side tires. Come around to the inside of the car, left side tires, and then get out of the way, and he goes. They revolutionized the pit stops when pit stops went from, like, a minute and a half to 30 seconds with the Wood Brothers. Yeah. And from that point on, it's never been the same. Now they do it in, like, nine seconds.
0: Nine seconds. (laughs) Could you
1: imagine? Oh, man. That's wild. I feel bad for the driver because he used to get a good 20-second break. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was fast, and it was fast. Don't get me wrong. In the mid-'90s, early-'90s, when Rusty Wallace's crew, they were doing 15.6-second stops, the old style, with the five lugs. You know, they'd run around, and they they hit it. They were two seconds faster than everybody. Yeah. and 15.6-second stops, they were killing it. But that was also before they all had professional athletes and stuff like this. You know, they it was they had guys on there d- designed for this, like that that was their job. But they weren't like ex football players and stuff like that.
0: Like they right. are now.
1: Now they are professional athletes that come in and train to do this. So it's like very specialized <laughs> what they do. Yeah. Also, the Wood Brothers didn't have uh, one pump jacks either. Mm. You know, it was that, you know, put the jacket in a car and you're, you're pumping like five, six, seven times to get the car up in the air. so they can yeah. change the tire, And they still did in 30 seconds. So that's the reason why pit stops are the way they are yeah. out there. And there's reasons for everything when it comes to safety. Whether it's the speed limit on pit road or the helmets or the fire suit, there's little reasons or big reasons for absolutely everything out there. So, yep, that's, uh, that's what that's all about. Um, before we get out of
0: here, is there anything else you want to talk about? Well, I know Gateway is not gonna be a prize race. No, it's
1: and not, I'm not saying that Gateway is gonna be bad. Because it might not be. It might be a really great race. I don't know. But the only thing people know Gateway for right now is what happened last year with Ross Chester and Denny Hamlin. Right, yeah. And that has nothing to do with the race. I don't even know who won last year. Ooh, that's a, that's a <laughs> see, really good question. I'm see, sure. I have no idea who won last year. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> the fact that you don't know either makes me feel better.
0: Uh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let me well, see.
1: when y'all find out, let us know, because I'm not looking it up. <laughs> I'll be surprised. <laughs> I think we're going to get out of here, man. We've got All a right. long show here today. We, we had a lot to talk about today, though. Yeah. Between the Coca Cola 600 and the Indy 500, and then the whole mess with Chase Elliott and Denny Hamlin, and then the Bubba Wallace and Eric Amarola stuff. Just, man, only time we ever talked about Ross Chastain was right here at the end of it, talking
0: about last year's Gateway. And we even figured out why, why Bubba Wallace is mad at the world.
1: Anyway, let's go through the podcast <laughs> departments real quick. I'm uh, going to run down my list real quick. Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Have you listened to their show lately? I have. They have. (laughs) I think Jeff has no idea how these ads got on there. Well, I was was listening this week, okay? And Scott was stopped mid-sentence this week. This mid-sentence, like two or three words into a sentence. And this lady starts talking Spanish. Yeah. And then she said phone bill. I was like, okay, it's a Spanish phone bill. Like they don't have a Spanish word for phone bill. (laughs) And then it's it's got picked right back up and finished the sentence. Like, what was
0: he talking about? I didn't know I needed to know Spanish for fully (laughs) possible. Yeah, I mean, I've I mean this has been happening for a few months. It, has, it hasn't been this bad. No, I mean, this at week first. Was bad. <laughs> you know, and it was one of those situations at first I was like, oh, well, good for them. Like, they actually got commercials like, all right. It's kind of, you know, chopped up right in the middle of, you know, conversation. But I'm like, hey, good for you guys. And then when they were talking about it and saying they had no idea, I'm like, Oh well, I could have told you that like a long time ago. I just kept on slipping my mind to congratulate them for having actual (laughs) commercial because they must have hit it big time, you know. Well, see, we use we both use Podbean,
1: and I feel like somebody, I I think they accidentally clicked a a box or something that said use you know ads Mm -hmm. because I have been offered that a lot on emails. You know, hey, throw these commercials in your podcast. I'm thinking, no, no, because I know what the commercials are going to be like, they're going to be like what's well, on Fully Postable, yeah. <laughs> and they just randomly are not about anything related to your show. And I mean, I don't even know what you would see out of it. Apparently, you don't see much because they didn't even know they were happening, yeah. So, I mean, I have the opportunity to do that. I can go in right now and just click yes, add ads, but. No. I'm fine cuz I like I like unless you get to choose exactly where they go, which maybe you do, I have no idea. It's going to sound like that. And I hope they figure it out because I know they don't want it to sound bad. Right. By any means, especially when they didn't even really know that was happening.
0: <laughs> yeah, they I mean, Fully Posable puts way too much effort into Exactly. Their episodes to make it choppy like that. So I knew something was up, uh, especially <laughs> this past week
1: um also uh drunk wrestling history is a little side project scott's uh doing the favor with eric and barry go check out their back catalog i I know they're not doing any new episodes i wish they would start up some i wish they would start up something during last football season i figured they would at least do some sports stuff but they didn't but you know if you're not feeling it right now you're not feeling it right now that's that's on them um positively pro wrestling podcast go check those guys out uh new shows often with them maybe not weekly but often Uh, howling with the wolf with jason wolf and i just uh i've got four figures from him from his chop shop coming eventually and um we showed a couple yesterday or the day before yesterday and i was like okay can you put me down for those in june instead of the list i gave you before (laughs) i was like yeah okay
0: i have a Um, question about that uh uh-huh does uh does howling with the wolf does he do episodes he does okay like current episodes I don't know how regular they are. Okay. Well, I mean, um, like, is it something, because I, for some reason, I adore Jason Wolf. I have him on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, I love his post. And I just, for some reason, I just have never listened to his podcast. And here, a couple days ago, I was at work and I was like, you know what? it popped in my mind and I was like, I need to go listen to An episode and I tried to find him on Apple music or Apple podcast and I couldn't find him for anything So I was like, well, maybe you took it down. I don't know I have to look up exactly how he spells it It might have been
1: spelled a little differently. I mean, I know wolf is spelled W U L F, right? Um I have to look out look up exactly how he spells it um, I don't think he does one regularly but the ones he does he he's got all sorts of random topics Gotcha. Yeah, you know, which really cool. Um, also, one that's not regular actually hasn't been out for a while. Uh, Magic and the Mouse is a fun Disney World podcast. I'm all the time looking at Disney World stuff. Uh, got some major Disney World withdrawals going right now. I'm not gonna lie, and uh, can't wait to go back one day. Don't know when. Nothing's planned, but can't wait to go back one day. Um,
0: so that's Magic and the Mouse. Uh, who do you got, Ethan? You know, really fast. I'm gonna start a Twitter petition. And I, this is what I want to see happen. I want you to message Anthony or sorry, rant with aunt and see if there can be some sort something happen. Cause I would love, 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 love for soda hunter and your wife to come out with a, a Disney podcast. And if they're not using that, since you know i think that would be really cool to have some sort of partnership between you know you guys or in the marbles and uh magic in the mouse or whatever <laughs> needs to happen that needs to happen
1: they uh there's all sorts of disney disney world related uh networks and stuff on youtube mm-hmm. between like all ears or dfb guide and uh shoot who else um mammoth club there's a bunch of like networks mm-hmm. that are devoted to going to places like disney world and universal studios stuff like that it would be fun to like actually like live over there or something like it and and do like a disney network kind of thing and that just be your job can you imagine just going to disney world every day for your job no that some people do
0: that's why <laughs> they make a living at it <laughs> anyway yeah, that's uh, pretty spot on. I still think I should make a petition or something on Twitter. I think that would be really cool of you. I'll, I'll figure something out. I'll figure something out. For sure. Out. Um, So if you, at the beginning of the show, if you don't recognize, you probably should. Bane does our entrance music that I adore. E-music, coming and sing. And he has a new single, Blood on My Stiletto. or I'm sorry, Blood on the Stilettos is out June 9th so Mm -hmm. you can follow him at big underscore bane uh on i believe that's his instagram too but go check that out really excited for that song uh kind of seems like he's taken a more maybe darker approach to it which is really fun and i am really excited but other than that um let's start with breaker bane's power hour as always go check that out, uh, Go listen to the archives of, you know, it's fake, right? With Brian breaker Saturday, mon- Saturday morning, rumble wheel with Brian breaker and Daniel cross TV toy cast. Uh, the legendary bill. Venus has a podcast on sabbatical right now. No holds barred. Go check the archives out for that. You heard their commercial earlier. Go check out tales from the estate with drew and Caitlin with cameos from Rocco and Cole every once in a while, just like tales from the estate. You also heard pulling up a chair with our friend, Tim at a chair shot. Uh, go check out that podcast. Your, I spoke about it earlier. Stolen Gimmicks Pro Wrestling Podcast with Joe and Jordan, Reffing it up with Brian Hebner. Uh, one of my it's starting to be one of my favorite podcasts, and they're only on episode three. Uh, Three Brew Podcast with <clears throat> Ryan Tyler and AJ. Absolutely hilarious. If you, it's it's family friendly, but not very family friendly. Like P, I would say PG. 16, if there was such a thing. <laughs> Episode three was hilarious. I was at work, and probably looked like a psycho because I was stocking shelves and I was laughing, like legitimately laughing with customers around me the whole thing. Uh, go check out Three Brews podcast. Uh, also, Lionel Racing, the official diecast producer of NASCAR, has a podcast called Authenticated the NASCAR, a little bit Authenticated the diecast collectors podcast. And that's all I got.
1: Um, I do want to say the episode this past week from mm. Tales from New State. That was oh. also very funny. Oh, my gosh. The, and the story with, with Drew with the kids in Target. Yes. That, dude, we've all been there. Oh, man. We have all been there with the kids. I mean, at least you didn't have one on with, like, poop run up their back out of their diaper at the same time, you know, it's just, we've, we've all been there and done that and had that, that issue. Um, I was just, I was just feeling the connection through the podcast. I promise.
0: (laughs) And I promise like, and even with that particular story about target with the candles, you know, uh, I think it was Cole kept on smashing the uh, uh, candles. (laughs) I haven't experienced that on his side as a parent with your child doing it, but I've been on the other side and it was probably about two months ago. I had a very, very similar situation and I promise you drew like nine times out of 10. The, the person that has to clean that up, we understand. Like, I mean, at least for me, like, it's totally okay and honestly it probably gave that person something to do other than stocking the shelf so they were probably taking it as a blessing like you know what break five more i you know i will clean this <laughs> up with a smile on my face because that's mostly how most of our spills go i'm i'm always hey hey cool let me go take that care of that real fast but um love that episode oh my gosh there were so many funny stories and i actually messaged uh, Drew on Snapchat and I was like man there's so many stories that like embarrassing stories like I mean I went to Vegas when I was 18 and I have a crap ton of embarrassing stories or the time that I met Jesus at a WWE event in Minneapolis which I, I can't tell on this podcast <laughs> so a lot of cool stories I oh man I, that was one episode that I was just like I wish I was there so I can like oh, here's a story, you know, kind of cut in, but uh, awesome. Tales from the Estate, episode 120, the greatest episode in podcast history. I'll say it. I'll say it. Everybody else in this Fig Life community knows it. I'll go ahead and say it. Episode 20, the, or episode 120 of Tales from the Estate, greatest of all time.
1: All right, so, I am out of this can of zero sugar Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream, so... I have nothing to wash this dry throat down real quick. So see if I can get through this. I want to thank everybody for listening to this week's show. If you would please rate and review and follow us on all the social media platforms, Twitter and Instagram at in the marbles pod. And you can also find us on Facebook. Just search us up. Um, You can also email the show at in the marbles pod at gmail.com. And if you go to watermaneuver.net, hit the. Search by store tab in the top left corner of the screen. You can search down to In the Marbles, and you'll find our T-shirts there. Also, if you go to skinnymixus.com, use code MARBLES at checkout, you'll get 10% off your first order. And before we get out of here, got anything you want to add?
0: As always, peace, love, and all the above. And we'll see you next time, In the Marbles.